RTHK News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Sean Kennedy. Tonight's headlines. The Housing Authority announces the sale of a new batch of government-subsidised homes. The chief executive says the events of the last uh, the past two weeks have showcased the SAR's energy and vibrancy. And John Lee confirms that masks, face masks are here to stay because they're important in controlling the spread of disease. Thousands of government-subsidised homes are being put up for sale at between $1.2 million and $5.4 million. The new home ownership scheme price list was announced by the Housing Authority. Joanna Wong reports. Nearly 9,000 new flats at seven estates are included in the latest round of the home ownership scheme. The cheapest is a 189-square-foot home in Kaiyan Court and Kai Tak, while the most expensive is located at North Point's Kaiwa Court and measures 457 square feet. The other estates are scattered across Hong Kong, including Chongquan O, Kuntong and Sha Tin, with the largest one in the Chongchong Extension area. The flats are being sold at 51% of their market value. More than 250,000 people have applied for the units. The Housing Authority has conducted a ballot to decide on the priority order for applicants to make their selections from November the 15th. Chief Executive John Lee has declared that Hong Kong in the past two weeks has been full of energy and vibrancy after the SAR hosted the Global Financial Leaders Investment Summit and the Rugby Sevens. He added that the government had no plans to scrap the Amber Code system or the three-day medical surveillance period for inbound travellers. Speaking to reporters at a press briefing ahead of his weekly Executive Council conference, he also said face masks were here to stay. We have to be conscious of some of the uncertainties of covid First of all, we know every now and then there will be variants and we also know that with winter coming, the attack of the flu will add to the risk of COVID. And from our experience, from wave four to wave five, we know that the safety factor that we put in in the first four waves cannot cope with the speedy spread of Omicron in wave five. So this safety factor is something that I must consider. Hong Kong's only Sikh temple has officially reopened its doors to the public at the conclusion of a three-day ceremony to mark the rebirth of the Khalsa Diwan in Wanjai. The 121-year-old temple has been rebuilt completely over the past five years with new features including a digital library and free medical centre. The reconstruction was funded by more than $230 million in community donations. Speaking at the opening ceremony, the chief executive said the revamp has made it possible for the temple to serve a wider community. All of us are delighted to see the successful completion of the new temple today. And every bit of the five-year wait has been worthwhile. With the temple revamped, Casa Divan Hong Kong will have better hardware to provide a diverse range of services for Sikhs and non-Sikhs in Hong Kong, from religious services and educational programs to sports events and cultural activities. If you'd like to find out more about the reconstruction of the temple, visit the RTHK News website where you'll find a video feature. An elderly patient infected with malioidosis has died, becoming the ninth death recorded in Hong Kong this year from the disease. The 89-year-old man had a number of chronic illnesses, including colon cancer and heart disease. He lived in Cham Shui Po and was hospitalised a month ago. The Centre for Health Protection says that out of 34 patients with the disease, two are still in hospital and 23 have been discharged. 
One person has died after reinforcement bars collapsed at a construction site in Ashley Road in Chimsa Choi. Police say they believe some 20 pieces of rebar fell around 12.30pm. A 43-year-old man was taken to hospital for treatment and died shortly after. The Labour Department said it's investigating. And a 63-year-old man has died after falling into a two-metre-deep manhole near Hoi Tat Estate in Changsha Wan in the early hours. It's understood he fell when he tried to pick up his wallet, which had dropped down the drain. And a quick look at the weather forecast for tonight and tomorrow. It'll be mainly cloudy, one or two showers at first, sunny intervals with temperatures between 21 and 25 degrees, moderate east to northeasterly winds fresh at first, and the outlook sunny periods in the following couple of days. Currently it's 23 degrees Celsius and the humidity is 84%. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is just coming up to 5 minutes past 11. Turning overseas, at the COP27 climate summit in Egypt, the president of Namibia has said that wealthy nations were not being honest about climate change. Hage Gob also questioned the effectiveness of the COP conferences. The BBC's Peter Akwoche reports. Speaking to the BBC at a side event at the ongoing COP27 meeting in Egypt, President Gaingob said wealthier countries whom he blamed for the current climate crisis had turned these conferences into a mere talk shop. You come and talk, how long can we talk and tell them what we are going through? Then people clap hands, they go, nothing is done. President Gaingob went on to describe the world's largest polluters as criminals and the world's poorer nations as their victims. Americans are voting in midterm elections in which the Republicans are vying for a majority in both houses, which would paralyze President Biden's agenda for his remaining two years in office and possibly pave the way for Donald Trump to return to the White House. With the stakes so high, turnout is expected to be exceptional. The BBC's Barbara Plett Usher is in Virginia. It looks as if the Republicans are poised to take back control of Congress, either the House of Representatives or both, including the Senate. And that is not necessarily an unusual thing historically because the president often loses either one or both of the Houses of Congress during the midterms because voters sort of blame him for whatever is going wrong at the time. Uh, but what's consequential about this is that the uh, many of the Republican candidates, in fact around half of them, either at the federal or state level, believe or say that the election was stolen from Donald Trump in 2020. Investigators in the South Korean capital, Seoul, have raided 55 officers, including that of the National Police Chief, as they continue investigating the Halloween crush. 156 people were killed when a crowd packed into an alley. The BBC's Jean McKenzie reports from the site of the accident. The police have already admitted that their response was inadequate and the police chief has apologised. But interestingly, there have been no notable resignations. People here are waiting for the results of this investigation. The president of South Korea has come out this week and says that he will demand that anybody who is found to be responsible for these deaths and for this disaster that happened here will be held accountable. I think what is going to be interesting to watch is whether the public anger outruns this process because anger is growing. We've seen it here today. The gunman convicted of killing 51 people at two mosques in New Zealand in 2019 has filed an appeal against both his convictions and a sentence of life in prison without parole. Brenton Tarrant, an Australian, last year claimed he'd received degrading treatment while in custody. The BBC's Phil Mercer reports. Brenton Tarrant carried out New Zealand's worst ever terrorist attack. 
The self-confessed white supremacist stormed two mosques in Christchurch during Friday prayers, armed with military-style weapons. Part of the assault in March 2019 was live-streamed on Facebook. Tarrant pleaded guilty to 51 counts of murder, 40 counts of attempted murder and a terrorism charge. No date has yet been set for his appeal against his convictions and sentence. Archaeologists in Italy have revealed the discovery of an extraordinary cache of ancient bronze statues that one expert said would rewrite history. The votive statues, many immaculately preserved, have been recovered from the thick mud at the bottom of a sacred thermal pool. The BBC's Mark Lowen reports. Deep beneath the thermal waters of the Tuscan town of San Casciano de Bagni, the earth has offered up an incredible find. 24 extremely ornate bronze statues dated by archaeologists to between the 2nd century BC and 1st AD, preserved by the mud and water. The figures of gods, goddesses and mere mortals, thought to be votive offerings, are from the Etruscan and Roman periods, with inscriptions from both. A team of 60 archaeologists are now working on the objects, which were believed to have adorned a sanctuary before being immersed in the hot waters where they lay protected for more than two millennia. Sport, and we start with the last 16 of the European Champions League because the start of the knockout stage of the football tournament will see a replay of last year's final. Here's Valverde for Real Madrid to the edge of the area and into the box and shoots across and it's there! Vinicius arrives at the back post! Sliding in in the six-yard box. And Real Madrid score first in the Stade de France in the Champions League final against Liverpool. It's the fourth meeting in six seasons between the two sides, but it's not the only rematch of European heavyweights, as the BBC's John Murray reports. Only finishing as group runners-up has cost Liverpool, who will face the record 14 times champions Real Madrid, the team that beat them in last season's final in France and the Kiev final of 2018. Carlo Ancelotti's side are the Spanish champions and will be at home in the second leg. The other three English clubs were group winners and so will be at home in their second legs. It's German opposition for Manchester City and Chelsea. City will take on RB Leipzig and Chelsea Borussia Dortmund, while Tottenham have drawn the Italian Italian champions Milan. There is another blockbuster tie in Paris Saint-Germain versus Bayern Munich. Liverpool's owners have confirmed they've received interest from potential buyers. Fenway Sports Group said they're considering new shareholders. The former Liverpool midfielder Ray Horton says the manager Jurgen Klopp has been limited by a lack of investment in the squad in the past few seasons. Jürgen has been very patient. He hasn't had a great deal of money to uh, actually go out and bring in the players that he would like. And I think he'll be asking questions and we'll see with the owners over the next uh, few months what their thoughts are about going forward and the amount of money that they might want to spend or if the right buyer comes in, you know, they've said they'll do what's right for the club. Germany has condemned as awful comments by one of Qatar's Football World Cup ambassadors who said homosexuality was a result of damage to the mind. Sports Minister Nancy Faeser added that Berlin was working to improve things in Qatar. The tournament has been mired in controversy because of the Gulf state's human rights record. The former FIFA head, Sepp Blatter, says it was a mistake to award the World Cup to Qatar. The BBC's Jane Dougal has more. 
He said because it was too small to stage the huge tournament. Now, he has said this before, but it's completely significant that he's saying it what is effectively on the eve of the tournament. Uh, and it really just adds to the controversy of it, because at the time he was so supportive of it being awarded to Qatar. He talked about how well the country would do and how significant it was that it was going to a Middle Eastern country for the first time. But really, there have been several calls for boycotts since then. Cricket now and New Zealand and Pakistan are getting ready for the first 2020 World Cup semi-final tomorrow. The Black Caps reached the semis as group winners, while Pakistan scraped into the final four with a win over Bangladesh and a South African loss. Still New Zealand captain Kane Williamson is expecting a close match. Um, naturally you have teams that are ranked at different sort of places on the on the chart, I suppose, but um, finals sport um, can, can go any way. Um, yeah, both teams um, sort of match up pretty well. There's some similar trends, um, but both been playing really good cricket, so no doubt it'll be a, a good match. England take on India in the other semi-final on Thursday. In the NFL, the Baltimore Ravens stay top of the AFC North Division thanks to a 27-13 win over the New Orleans Saints. Kenyon Drake led the offence with 93 rushing yards and two touchdowns. The Ravens are 6-3 and three and lead the Cincinnati Bengals by one game in the standings. Meanwhile, the struggling Indianapolis Colts have named former All-Pro centre Jeff Saturday as head coach, replacing Frank Reich, who was fired. Saturday's only coaching experience was a four-year stint as a high school coach. He's served most recently as a team consultant and ESPN commentator. I knew going in what the expectation was going to be, the questions that were going to be asked, and I uh, feel fully capable, excited about the opportunity. Here's a great part about my career. I came in, nobody expected anything. I'm here, nobody expects anything. If it goes well, hopefully it'll go extremely well. But I have no uh, preconceived notion that I'm going to be some spectacular anything. Calvin Phillips will make his return to the Manchester City squad for tomorrow's League Cup clash against Chelsea to boost his chances of being included in England's World Cup squad. Phillips was never present in the England team that reached the final of Euro 2020, but he's played just 13 minutes in a City shirt since joining from Leeds in July. He's been sidelined since September after undergoing surgery on a long-running shoulder problem. City have one more Premier League game at home to Brentford on Saturday before the break for the World Cup. And sportswear giant Adidas has named Bjorn Gulden, the chief of rival outfitter Puma, as its new CEO as it seeks to emerge from months of turbulence. The Norwegian former professional football and handball player will take on the role from January next year, replacing current CEO Kasper Råsted. He faces big challenges at Adidas, which has seen sales hit by coronavirus restrictions in key markets and recently ended a profitable partnership with rapper Kanye West over his anti-Semitic outbursts. And a reminder of our top stories tonight, the Housing Authority announces the sale of a new batch of government-subsidised homes. And the chief executive says the events of the past two weeks have showcased the SAR's energy and vibrancy. The news from RTHK. RTHK Radio 3 Heavenly shades of night are falling It's twilight time out of the mist, your voice is calling. Tis twilight time. When purple colored curtains mark the end of day, I'll hear you, my dear, at twilight time. In 
indeed, here we are, just about the end of Tuesday, Wednesday, just minutes away, and welcome to Twilight Time. Music to kick back and relax to. If you'd like a song, just send over an email to radiopeat at gmail. As usual, a diverse selection between now and midnight. And the first one for your entertainment is a song from Patty Page. Together, at With a crystal ball to gaze in Can't look into the future, so they say But I am so afraid of fortune tellers To know the truth might cast my world away Now just suppose I called upon a gypsy to find you're gonna break my heart someday So darling, I'm confessing Not knowing is a blessing So you can keep me guessing Come what may With a crystal ball to gaze in Can look into the future, so they say But I am so afraid of fortune tellers To know the truth might cast my world away Now just suppose I called upon a gypsy to find you're gonna break my heart someday So darling, I'm confessing Not knowing is a blessing So you can keep me guessing Come what may Darling, come what may I used to walk with you Along the avenue our hearts were carefree and gay How could I know I'd lose you Somewhere along the way The friends we used to know Would always smile hello No love like our love they'd say then love slipped through our fingers Somewhere along the way I should forget But with the loneliness of night I start remembering Everything you're gone and yet There's still a feeling deep inside that you will always be part of me So now I look for you Along the avenue 
And as I wonder, I pray that someday soon I'll find you somewhere along the way. I should forget, but with the loneliness of night, I start 